Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. My name is Moss, I use Z, Zen pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. So last episode, you fought some more spiders, finished clearing out spiders and etacaps from a mysterious ruin, explored the ruin some, found a weird mosaic, didn't investigate too closely what was making the place warm from underfoot, and have now, with some loot, returned to your prisoners, who are still tied up, looking somewhat bedraggled, to a pine tree. Oh good, they're still there. I was yeah, Ar- starting been... to worry they'd gotten carried off by giant spiders. Yeah, no, Ar- Arvid has been standing guard on them, very yeah. proud of themselves for, for doing this very well. Um, they, they all look miserable. Like they've been dragged through the forest for a day and a bit at this point. The halfling is somewhat more resigned to the situation than the others. She's the one who surrendered. But all of them are still pretty beaten up. Maynard, mm-hmm. what you're seeing is a halfling who looks physically fine and is just kind of sitting tied up to this tree, just resigned to the situation. Two humans and a dwarf, all of whom look severely beaten up in a have been in a fight and lost kind of a way. Like they don't look like somebody has been in a boxing match with them. They look like they were hit with swords in a painful manner, but not quite enough to kill them. There's been some half-hearted attempts to get out of the ropes, but no one got lucky. Also, the eagle, but you you met the eagle chick before. You're aware of the eagle chick. Hmm. What time is it? Um, about 11 in the morning. You are unlikely to make it all the way to Fossberg tonight. Um, you will get there tomorrow. That's fair. We don't have to set a heavy pace then. Yeah. Um, all right, I don't know about anyone else. Since we're stopped anyway, might as well have a bite to eat and a bit of a sit and rest before we move on. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I will let you do that. I won't make you make rolls for lunch. Unless you want rolls for lunch. Um, I will, you know, I'll handle hauling down prisoners and making sure they get something to drink and something to eat. Yeah, the, the annoying, actually everyone has bodies that need maintaining business of making sure they get a chance to, you know, relieve themselves and drink something and eat something. and Warforged, that's, that, that's who you want to take prisoner. Warforged, so easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and while I'm while I'm kind of in the role of the person who is feeding you, making sure you get food and water, I'm just gonna casually mention I I think we'll we'll have, they'll all be together, right? We're not gonna yeah. unless you want to take one yeah, of them off. I, I think that would be I think that would just be awkward, you know? I'm not really doing a heavy interrogation scene here, I'm just trying to I'm just fishing for whoever we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. I sort of just very casually mentioned so Here's where I'm at. I personally don't 
don't care at all what happens to you. I just want to make it very clear that I do not hate you. There are people around, there are people around this campfire, well, this campfire, people around this, people around this clearing who I'm pretty sure hate you quite a bit. I don't know you. Um, so really what I would like best is for the, is for you to help, help us find the treasure and conveniently. That's what's best for me. And it's what's best for you, because if you don't help us find the treasure, you will almost certainly, not as a threat, just as a fact, be eaten by a dragon. Uh, the dwarf leans forward and rolls her shoulders as much as she can, given her bonds, and says, kind of surprised you don't hate us. How so? Well, you look related to that one. I mean, sure, but you didn't kill that one. No, that's true. Why, dragon... Because you stole the dragon's tribute. All four of them get this look of <laughs> sudden understanding of what's going on here. You didn't know what you stole, real pipes and mouthful of bread. Dwarf looks over at you, says, stupid we may be, not suicidal. Alright, so help us out here. Who's got now, the wizards. Which wizards? I am actually going to roll um, a having a memory check for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's a double to four. That was a one. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> I'm rejecting that dice. That was another four. That one was a nineteen. Okay, <laughs> one of the the humans leans over and mutters something, and the dwarf says, "Right, right, yes. Uh, we, we got." We got the elemental stone off one of the deans, but the treasure went to the arch-chancellor. Sorry, vice-chancellor, went to the vice-chancellor. Who I think kind of runs the place. Okay, that makes everything more complicated. Trick looks as pained as I possibly sound if I'm not getting cut off by my noise suppression. No, you sound very pained. You sound pained, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How are we going to deal with that? How are we going to deal with the vice chancellor? What do we? What are we going to do? Well, I bet we could probably talk to that professor the vice chancellor sent us to confront. I, he seems pretty willing to uh, take her down. Yeah, but I, I think I. I think we could go and talk to her. I don't think that would be an issue. But any sort of Justice being wrought upon her seems like we would have to take it into our own hands. Um, can I make, I don't know what it would be, maybe a history check or a persuasion check in lieu of some sort of politics check? What are you trying to figure out? I kind of want to figure out, like, how hawkish, um, uh, I always forget her name, Feather Bing, or, uh, the, the, the Seneschal is. Uh, long, long flight. Long flight. Long flight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have a roll. This would be history. Okay. I don't know. That was a three. <laughs> uh, yeah. You you don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'll nevertheless speculate that. I mean, I don't know. I suppose if Longfeather were to 
threaten some sort of reprisals that might be risks that might be in our wheelhouse. I don't think we're really that good at skulking. Mm, no. But I don't know about you. And I look down at all like six foot eight of myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it possible we could get the money back? Or do you think it's already been spent? Or meted out to whoever it's supposed to go to? Well, she also rolled pretty good on her insight check. I don't... I mean, money's money, money's useful, but I don't think it was about the money, if you see what I mean. What do you think it was about, then? I categorically do not see what you mean, because I rolled a three. (laughs) Okay, I mean, they're a college full of wizards. It's probably easier ways to get that much gold than setting up paid mercenary thefts of someone else's dragon tithe. Like that's mm-hmm. that just that seems like a complicated way to get some gold if you're a wizard college. So I think it's political. I think they wanted to steal that money, not just some money. At this point, I think Maynard will sort of just after having a couple of bites of bread and cheese, just sort of hold up his hands and go, "Hold on, hold on, hold on." I think that I need a little bit of an explanation of what's going on here. Maybe I could help, but I won't be able to help if I don't know who are these people? Why are you here? What are you looking for? What's this thing about the university and the treasure and saving your family? I'm not sure. Please, please, someone please explain something to me. The dwarf kind of looks up at Trick as the person who seems to be running the show. I shrug and incline my head towards Ember. Just passing the buck, it's great. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I don't really have as much of a grasp. No, it's, just, it's entirely reasonable. I'm just amused by the chain of... I'm not in charge. I'm just physically large. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, let's see. Trying to figure out how far back I need to start here. Well, um, these were our couriers, so or were couriers, I guess. They're thieves and murderers probably now. Probably were at this point, to be honest. Yeah. 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 We also are slash were couriers um, at this point. Just us two. That's weird. Um, these folks here uh, followed us. While we were meant to deliver the dragon's tribute, the dragon is the queen of the forest. Yes, I know who the dragon is. Okay, yes, I've yes. seen her flying about. So we were meant to deliver the tribute to Fosberg, and these fine folks here stole it and murdered our friend. And yeah, sorry about that. Hmm. Yeah, sorry. Is uh, that's that's hmm. Anyway, now the, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the word, um, long flight is the... Steward. Steward, yes. Now the steward of Fosberg has informed us that if we do not return the treasure or comparable human sacrifice, um... The dragon will just take our entire village and all of our family in it as tribute instead. What village are you from? Grisgard. 
it's just a little uh, pig farming village in the forest. Well, I mean, it's a bit more than pigs. It's it's more of a connected um, permaculture system that involves different like, different types of yield at different heights. That, sorry, I guess it's not really safe. We're literally called Pig Town. Like, I mean, granted, there's a lot of pigs. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we had figured out that these folks were operating out of Prawl, um, the Wizards College, and we went to interrogate there. And, uh, and and didn't find out a whole lot, but we did figure out where these folks were, followed them out of the city, captured them, were bringing them back to Fossberg, um, and now we are here. So what exactly was this tribute? Like, a treasure? Lots of treasure. Lots and lots of treasure. Like, a bag of holding full of treasure. Wow. And while we're explaining things, why were you so interested in the in the ruins? I mean, I know it's a spectacular find, but you seemed particularly interested in it. Ah, well, uh, in our time as couriers, we also ran across a... Hmm. I'm not sure I'm supposed to tell you that. We met some interesting people. And... Mm-hmm. We talked with them about uh, various goings-ons with the gods, and Ember here had a, a, a vision of sorts. Mm-hmm. I had a prophetic vision from the Singing Flame who told me that uh, there was another War of the Gods imminent and that we needed to stop it. And in order to do so, we had to discover, we had to learn about the previous war like, go back to the beginning, and, um... The beginning of the Divine War? Yeah. And a lot of that information is too old to be found at the libraries here, and I was told to check Principess Ruins. I see. Well, that makes sense. Oh, does it? It makes sense, too. That's good. <laughs> well, it, it's... It is not good. It is very earth-shattering, but I understand, is what, what I'm saying is that I, I understand why you're interested, and that is what I mean. Oh, because I was going to back them up and tell you that they're not actually uh, uh, hallucinating, because I had part of it backed up by my god as well, so it's... As far as I can tell, a legitimate thing. You haven't had any visions of your own from... And I trail off because I don't actually know who you worship particularly. Or if you have a particular devotion. I I don't follow any particular god as such. I mean, my town's not very pious. It's more industrial. Mm. So... I mean, if I found something to believe in, a reason to believe, maybe I could find myself worshipping a god, but as much, I just give my general respect to them all. Oh, sure, but I mean, I mean, your circle, though, right? You're from around here, so I just think your, your circle, though. I'm from a place called Rustmouth. It's um, on the coast. Oh. So, Rustmouth, um, 
in keeping with its general status as a trade place, uh, it took the circle side during the war, but it it allows worship of either pantheon nowadays. It's a multicultural, very cosmopolitan sort of worship, if you get my meaning. Ah, uh, right enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've met elves, so... I think we're getting off track, though. Yes, yes. I'm sorry to interrupt your, um, he looks a bit nervous, interrogation. Please, do continue. I mean, I don't have... I feel like... I don't know, is there anything you think would be helpful for us to know again, given that our interests sort of coincide at this point? They do seem to, and I have no particular interest in either being eaten by a dragon or being disappeared by a wizard because we fucked up her plot. Hmm. So I, I understand why you want to feed us to the dragon, but I'm not particularly keen on that outcome if we can figure out a better way to, say, get the treasure back. Should we turn around and head towards Prawl then instead of Vosburg? That's probably where the money is. I mean, it's probably where the money is, but I would like to, you know, deposit the prisoners from a from a safety point of view anyway. No, nothing personal, just, you know. Well, no offence taken. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to get along. The Lord provides, doesn't he? But uh, the problem I have with all of this business is that if we deposit them there and go back to the college and get the money or the dean or whatever we're doing so these people don't get fed to a dragon. What happens to them afterwards? Well, they're thieves, aren't they? They go to prison? Setting point. <laughs> yeah. Long-term imprisonment, not really a thing in, in the era we're pretending to be. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was a good point. Place you put people before you try them, and then you'd like either punish them or let them go. It's not really a punishment right. in itself. Uh, Rill is looking at Trick and Ember because he's not sure. Like this is a actual question because he's not sure how they do justice I mean, for lackeys, you know, in this uh, area. I would imagine it is on the physical side. Oh yes, the removal of hands and thumbs and things like that. I can't imagine they have much worth finding, so... All sounds very unpleasant for us either way, compared to helping you find some treasure and then disappearing ourselves. Oh, uh, but you see, if we don't take you... If we don't take you into Fosberg, then our interests begin to diverge, because then your interest is in escaping from our captivity. You see how... See how the streams sort of split at that point? I take your point. Mm. One could almost say you become a liability at, such a, at that point. On the other hand, you chasing us again would be a powerful motivator. Hmm. I've... I don't know, I'm not really... And I look again to the Priest of the Messenger, just on... Can you believe that the Priest of the Messenger is necessarily good at, like, skullduggery and plotting? <laughs> <laughs> it stands to reason. Yeah. Stands to reason. Moon, romance and conspiracy. Sneaky Drow worships God of Conspiracies, clearly good at this. Yeah. Well, let's see. It would be a lot easier if we dumped them somewhere and had them stay there so we didn't have to drag them all over the countryside. Oh, didn't they say over there that that your lot live underneath? 
Yes, but I I don't know anybody there. I I don't even know if I'd be I would probably be able to get in, but I don't know if they'd be uh, amenable to taking prisoners for me. Ah, you're not you're not from around there then. No, um along the coast. Ah. Well, anyway, um I don't I I really don't know what's best today. Well, if we're planning to go back and deal with the Dean and get the money and all this, I mean, we could just let them go. I mean, for us to fail to recover the money and then also have lost the prisoners. Can't you, like, make them swear a divine oath or something? Uh, you know, cleric shit! I don't know. Cleric shit, yeah, cleric shit. Uh, I've never met a medium-level cleric. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I can, I can make them do things, but it wears off. I can't, um, I, I can't make them beholden to me for longer than, I don't know, a day or so. Maybe I'm not that powerful, mm. but, yeah. uh, and then of course they'll know about it generally. Well, I mean, that's that's not really. I mean, I'm I'm better at sneaking and and short term skullduggery than. Hmm. I mean, the last you can just say it. The last. <laughs> the the dwarf tilts her head at the halfling and says, "Well, this one's pretty good at the sneaking, climbing, rock picking kind of shit." Turning towards the prisoners, do you think you could be helpful in recovering the treasure? I mean, we know who's got it, what she looks like, and what her office looks like. So, yeah. Can you guarantee somehow that we can trust you? How about a contract? You read my mind, sir. With all due... Which I know, I know, sounds rich coming from me, but, um... You did betray your guild already, so I'm not sure what that... No, did not betray the guild. The guild said we could take side jobs. The side job we chose was mercenary. We were not there buying competition with the guild, which is a courier's guild. So as far as the guild is concerned, we're fine. Uh, I don't <laughs> think really counts. Again, can I, can I make maybe, would it be religion or, or history to work out if this is some weird dwarf cultural <laughs> hang-up? <laughs> I don't personally know dwarves, but you know. Rill is reluctantly nodding like this kind of <laughs> makes a weird a weird kind of, like he can see how they got to this because it, it's it's a it's a bit it's a very good Absolutely sense. not. You directly interfered with a mission from the guild. I don't see how that doesn't count as betraying the guild. Either way, I don't think we can hold them to any sort of contract. The guild didn't make us sign one, which was a bit of an oversight, in my opinion. I guess that's fair. The wizards, on the other hand, sent us to steal something, which, fair enough, we knew that's what we were doing. Didn't tell us there was going to be a dragon chasing us if we did it. I would have liked to know that before I took the job. I think that constitutes um, something of a breach on their part, not telling us about the dragon who would be chasing us for the treasure that we stole for them. Can I make an insight check to see if they are, uh, if if they are, 
genuine about some kind of uh, vengeance uh, or, or something on the part of being fucked over by sure. the people yeah, who hired them. Uh, it's such a it's such a you kind of insight to roll. <laughs> uh, for fourteen. Okay. Um, they don't seem all that offended. By more us, like or... somebody who is you know faced with an interesting verbal logic problem of how they can justify doing what they want to do. Okay. I mean, Rill can respect that to a degree, but. Mm. The thing is, I don't want to bring them. I don't think we can trust them. I don't care how useful they are. Right. I mean, I... I mean, right now, our interests in retrieving treasure are, as you say, aligned. As soon as you drop us off and leave again, our interests become escape. I mean, as you say, and like, honestly, I'm not that eager to put my hands in the... Put my, put my life in... Put my life put my life, my family's life in the hands of some council-worshipping backstabbers. I mean... And I'm sure uh, the uh, steward would have more than adequate ways to keep you where you're supposed to be, considering Mm. it's her people who are going to be eaten if you're not eaten. What if we... I don't. I don't know that Longflight would necessarily view my family as her people, but you know. What if we bring this one with us? Ember nods at the at the halfling, and take the rest to Fosberg. And if you prove sufficiently useful, you can come back here and see the release of your friends. The halfling looks very nervous. <laughs> and looks at you and looks at her friends and just. I mean, I could do that. I would like to insight check now because I'm not convinced that these people are necessarily friends. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Is this a, you could do that, like, actually, I'd quite like that because then I could immediately run away. Right. The sneak is, oh, that's a nine. Who knows? I trust this one more than I trust the rest of you. Thanks. The halfling is the one that was, like, Ready to give in, right? She's the one who just just surrendered, yeah. I mean, um... I don't want to get eaten by a dragon. And this sort of sounds like the best way to not get eaten by a dragon. Like, I'd really, really like to not be eaten by a dragon. Did not sign up for dragon eating. And I don't mind stealing things back any more than I mind stealing them. So yes, of course, sure. Alright, so what are you thinking? Do we take the others... Up to Fosberg and take the halfling back with us? That's my thought. That does mean another meeting with Longflight. Hmm. I'm not a huge fan of that option. I mean, not necessarily. What, you want to just leave them tied up on, on Longflight's doorstep with a note saying, we caught the baddies, back, back later with the treasure? Uh, no, I, I figured we were meeting with Longflight anyway. So that's no more meetings than I was already planning. No, I mean, as opposed to turning back with a lot of them in tow. Oh, I thought you were against that plan. I, I, I just want to... I, I like a lot to... of people to keep track of. Yeah. I have an idea. It's I maybe, maybe may incur a little bit of 
trust or not. What if, well, we know that we know their faces, you know who they are. We can have them sign just a contract for contract's sake and stipulation is if they don't do what we want, we will put their names and faces out on every bounty board that we encounter and say that they are thieves. And if they try and run, they'll just get caught and thrown in jail by somebody else and punished for that crime instead. They'll have nowhere to hide. Mm. I like parts of that plan, but I have something that's a little more straightforward. Okay. Well, Drow have this mm, tradition. And I think uh, all four of them would, the community would benefit from all four of them being marked in permanent ways. Well, you can do that. Ouch. Oh, I see. I mean, the two oh humans look, you know, concerned and angry about this. The halfling looks terrified. The dwarf is just kind of deadpan staring at you, specifically at Rill. I mean, that really look. I'm not disputing that it would be a great service to the community at large to put a T on the back of their hands or whatever, but I have more immediate concerns, you know? The whole reason I want to drop them off with Longflight is as insurance if we don't find the treasure, we might not have to uproot the whole fucking village and maybe lose some of us anyway, you know? Sure, I'm not saying we kill them, but they'll be... Slightly less whole when they're delivered to long flight, and I doubt the dragon would mind a couple of bits missing. I mean, this feels very, very, very orthogonal to what <laughs> what really matters right now, you know? Sure, but... I'm not saying no, I'm just saying it doesn't really solve any of the problems. No, I suppose it doesn't, but it does solve the... I'd feel better, personally, with making sure they got some sort of justice for what they've done and then we can go back to the college and find the gold and the dean and deal with that well anyway as long as we're all agreed on not turning right back to the college we may as well get a move on because we've been sitting around talking for an hour hour and a half i should think at this point mm. we do need to make some make some tracks for getting to Fosberg early-ish tomorrow i'm sure that we can come up with some solution on the way. As you just very casually talk about mutilating our prisons. It's very cool. It's very good. Heroes. Heroes! I'm just glad to be doing something else. Yeah, Ember's sort of like frowning to themselves in internal moral conflict. They don't know what to say, but they are uncomfortable. Oh, I'd also like to ask the cleric, uh, what what was going on with that spell? Because that wasn't a normal failed spell. That was something different back in the cave. So the, the cleric is, is one of the humans and he is wearing um, I think I said it was a sash with his religious emblem on, which is the, the which is an embroidered image of a drop spindle with a thread. And he just tips his head back against the trunk of the tree and closes his eyes and said, the thread mistress is Piston. Ah. I wonder why. Yeah, it's very surprising. 
I'm learning a lot. Well, learning is good. It's fine. I won't live long enough to benefit from the lessons. Can we get moving? My ass is going numb. All right. Let's go. Let's go. So exercising yours too much. Let's exercise our legs. You go. This is a thing you are capable of doing. Yep. Okay. Can we have taken a short rest so I can get some spell slots back? I think so, yeah. All you did was eat lunch and talk, so I think that qualifies. Yeah. Um, before we get to Forsberg, assuming there's not anything intermediate happening in the first place... No, I... there's just that you will need to camp tonight. Um, at night, after kind mm-hmm. of setting up camp and taking care of the horse, of course, um, I will ask... Can I... Um... You couldn't lend me a piece of paper, could you? Or maybe, maybe a bit of charcoal or something. Oh, I've got paper. Oh, I mean, that's that's just as good. Um, and Maynard takes out his scribe set and hands you a parchment and some quill and, and an ink pot. There you go. Ah, uh, much obliged, I say. As someone who hasn't really written with ink much. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, later in the evening, I'm going to try and catch Rill alone a second. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill, do you think you could take a look at this for me? If there's something you recognise? Sure. And I've copied out some, a row of symbols. It's a bit blotchy, um, but they're mostly legible what they are, at least. Doesn't mean anything to you, does it? I don't even know what it's, what it's in. Real roll arcana. Okay. 18? You never studied magic as a discipline, so you're not familiar with the meanings of these symbols, but you recognise them as a, a commonly used magical script, such as would be used on enchanted items or in the drawing of a magical circle. This is one of the commonly used scripts for those purposes. Okay. Where did you did you see this somewhere? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I've I've seen it, I've seen it I've shown it on something. Well, I mean, you could see this in um, a lot of different places. Uh, anywhere in particular? Anywhere un- unusual? I saw it on an amulet um, that someone had. Um, oh, I mean, I saw it a lot. I wrote it down a while ago, and I've memorized it. And... Uh, these are just general symbols. I, I don't know much about this specifically. I couldn't tell you what it was for. It could be for a lot of different things, as far as I know. All right. So maybe maybe that wizard might. Maybe. I'd, uh, oh, yeah, I'm curious. I've been curious. It's sort of, I don't really get to meet the sort of folk much you'd be able to read that sort of thing. So I, I thought I'd... I'll jump at the chance. Hmm. Uh, Maynard, I'll kind of come over to you, trying to be hmm? a little bit secretive, you know. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I will show Maynard, Maynard the same thing. What's this? Uh, it's something I um, copy off an amulet once. I will roll Arcana. Go for it. 22. You also recognise this script. Um, this is a variant of Draconic. That is, the... Base letters are draconic, but the way they are embellished and um, combined 
is is magic symbols, not words. And you you would recognise, I think, um, you would recognise the school. I would say. In what school was that? that? This is abjuration. Okay. Um, I speak draconic. Can I get any idea of what the enchantment might be? Not off what you've got here. No. As a point of order, do you by any chance have read magic as a cantrip? Oh, sorry, that's a that's a pathfinder. Oh, for love of God! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I I do have the identify spell. Would you like me to cast that? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah that'd be good. Wonderful. He claps his hands together and says, just give me a moment. Um, I'll only need uh, 10 minutes. Uh, I will point out that I have presented you with the the text of it copied out on a piece of paper, not with the object itself. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> well, without, without, the, the pearl, without the amulet itself, I wouldn't be able to identify anything about this. But I can tell you that this is abjuration magic, absolutely, definitely. And abjuration magic is often about wards, protection, barriers, things like that. Right, right. Well, ah, well, well, and I reach up to my collar and I tug out a actual amulet. Um, don't, don't, don't spread it around. I mean, there's light fingers, aren't there? Oh, um, he. He whispers, I understand. Um, when we get somewhere where I can buy a pearl, we can do this all secret-like, right? All right. Right. Why is it that you're hiding this anyway? I mean, like I say, there's light fingers about, and, and you know, it's important. To you? Um, well, sort of to me. Um, sort of to me, I mean... Oh, well, anyway, uh, you know I used to be... You know, I used to be a border runner. Well, my commander, like, she uh, sort of trusted it to me for safekeeping. And I'm, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious about it, and I guess you seem like a decent sort, so... May not beams that trick. No one's ever trusted it like that before. And he says, well, we will sort this out together. Thank you. Right. So, so, sounds good. We'll tuck it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you saw, Maynard, was a a silvery sphere uh, about the size of a walnut, an unshelled walnut, um, which was had you know draconic script, this this magical script on it, in very fine lettering around the sphere, and then it had been wrapped in a coil of gold wire in order to be attachable to a cord. So there's this silver sphere in essentially a gold spiral that's just holding it attached at the top. Very cool. Does anyone else want to do a thing while you are camped for the night? I want to cast aid on everybody uh, just before... Oh, wait. Hang on. Do I have spell slots left? Oh, I don't think you do. Oh, no, I don't. Never mind. I think you used up everything in the fight. I sure did. So as everybody is off doing their own thing and having conversations about secret amulets and and, and whatnot, uh, <laughs> Rill is keeping an he's keeping an eye on the the um, the four prisoners we have, mm-hmm. and he is questioning whether or not 
whether or not he should drop this this angle that he feels he ought to impress uh, upon these people. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, the humans wouldn't understand. They're humans. But for Drow, this is, you know, this, this is important. This is how we're able to recognize that these people have done something that they need to be shunned for and and punished. So if they run off somewhere else, people will know that they have done these things. And he's not sure because he knows that they're going to be uncomfortable if he presses it, but he's uncomfortable not pressing it. And he's, he's a little torn up about it. Okay. Um, feeling torn up about it is entirely in keeping with, with, drow culture um especially because contrary to what some of the surface races might believe the drow take a very high view of the value of life because they live a long time so killing someone you know that person is then not there for the next several centuries that they could have been there and the duty of vengeance is forgiveness is something you do voluntarily and a dead person can't forgive you and you shouldn't get away with something just because you killed your victim but on the other hand you could always track them down later and do it that's true you have time i have a lot of time you do not receive any specific religious insight or answer um you just spend some time thinking all right Okay, that's all I wanted to do with that. I think we'll just uh... perfect. I, I'm a fan of role playing your, you know, your character's complicated religious feelings. I think it's good to have on the on the, on the audio. Have you considered a god who encourages more straightforward feelings and opinions about things? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this isn't the god's problem at all. This is just culture. <laughs> yeah, this is totally just like Rill is just kind of eyeing the rest of the party, going, oh, "Humans, they don't understand." <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason the drow have a reputation for merciless, vengeful killers. Yeah, well, the the dwarf might... I don't know if she would say anything, but... Yeah, the dwarf didn't seem surprised when you were suggesting this sort of thing earlier. She was just staring no. you down over it. You are, by the way, fairly sure that this dwarf is older than you. Um, oh. And probably has at least memories of the war. Whether she was old enough to fight in it, you're not so sure. But mm. she probably at least remembers it. Whereas you were like 10 when it ended. And right. you don't really remember much of it. Okay, if that is. Unless anyone else has anything to do, um, you can bed down for the night. The night passes without incident. Well, apart from, you know, having to feed Arvid like four times. But you've gotten used to that. And the dawn comes. You are, you, you are probably about three hours journey from Fossberg, so you can expect to arrive by noon at the latest, depends how early you get started. I don't think Trick is as much in the sleeping in. Ember definitely isn't. Um, and lately, Ember's always up before everyone else doing push-ups and fastidiously checking their weapons and armor. I just have to ask, because I have to know, are they using Arvid as extra weight for the push-ups? Do you, do they have a giant <laughs> eagle on their shoulders while they do push-ups? Oh yeah, you know they do. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> Maynard will make breakfast for everybody, which is mostly just ration packs, 
made up in nice, uh, excitable sort of ways. Yeah, I mean, it's porridge, but at least it's hot porridge instead of, like, cold oat bars. Yeah. I miss proper coffee. But it can be delightfully seasoned porridge if you want, because Ember does have a package of seasonings. For my part, I'm I'm in the middle of a four day journey. I didn't I didn't feel the need to pack dense nutrition. I didn't feel the need to pack bacon. <laughs> and I probably have a bit. I can have a bit of a forage to contribute to breakfast. I'm sure. And of Lots course, of spring greens available. Not a lot of berries. It's like April, but oh, wild onions. Wild onions. That's what you want. You you could absolutely find wild onions and um, wild garlic, which of course you can smell that from thirty feet away. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All in order, nutritious and hearty breakfast. Um, most important, most important detail of the day. Absolutely. Shall we do Fosberg? You eat your breakfasts, you feed your animals, you hit the road. Emberling, you do know that doing strength exercises while actively on campaign is the mark of madness, right? I need to be stronger. You need to not run yourself ragged, but... <sighs> oh, even... If I had been stronger, I could have protected to Psychery better. I mean, better, maybe, but Emberling, people, people die in fighting, you know? It's just, it's just a thing that happens. Like, yeah, maybe if you'd been stronger, it would have gone better, but I'm sorry, but a lot of what makes the difference is being luckier. You take that from me. Just don't beat yourself up, all right? That's right. Ember's just, like, quietly... Just slight tears dripping down their face. Because also, so is Ember, so is Moss. Oh, oh. is like rubbing up against them, like doesn't fully understand what's happening. But like Ember is sad and therefore, like, attempting to comfort you. Oh, come on, Emberkin! Don't make me have to give you a piggyback. Well, you're a lot bigger than you were last time I gave you a piggyback. I don't want you to find, I don't want you falling apart on me now. Maynard sees that Ember's looking very sad and silos up to her and says, What's your favourite kind of dessert? Oh, well, I, I like most sweets, to be honest. Um, probably maple candies, though. When you spend all that time tapping the trees for for syrup, and then you pour the hot maple sugar over the cold snow and it hardens and it's just perfect and it makes you feel like home. Maynard smiles and nods, waves his hand in the air and a and he casts um, mundane conjuration to uh, create a small box of maple candies. Oh, here you go. Thanks. Welcome to Narnia. <laughs> I think that's generally the kindest thing any of our characters have done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Topsikori took their girlfriend to see a puppet show of all things. I, I think I think I'm the thing of ruining it. It doesn't count if you then ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it might run back around to counting because it got relayed, so who knows. <laughs> it's true, it did. They are very good maple candies. Out of nowhere. 
pretty sure the horse tries to steal at least one. <laughs> Arvid also tries this, but you are pretty certain that candies are not good for baby birds. <laughs> I'll uh, grab out some other more bird-friendly snacks. Meat is accepted as a substitute. Yes. Begrudgingly. Uh, you have noticed, by the way, that as the days have been passing, like, Arvid is growing quickly. Um, definitely recognises their own name and your name. Um, understands at least some of what is said around them. All their noises just sound like screechy eagle noises, but they understand at least some of what is said. Uh... Could, uh, would, I don't know if tongues would work on, on Arvid. Let me look up the spell so that I have an answer when you try it. <laughs> In the meantime, feel free to roll Arcana to have a guess. I don't know. Can I guess it on myself and understand what Arvid's saying? Or, or on somebody and they can understand what Arvid's saying, I don't have to cast it on okay, myself. Okay, so the spell specifies, this spell grants the creature you touch the ability to understand any spoken language it hears, and when the target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language can understand what it says. So, if you cast it on yourself, and Arvid is speaking a language, then you would understand. If you cast it on Arvid, then... If they are smart enough to be trying to speak a language, I would I would rule that if if they are smart enough to be trying to make words but lack the vocal equipment, then you would understand them. If they're just mimicking like a parrot, then they're not actually speaking a language, and you wouldn't. Is how I would rule that. Hmm. Do you try? Yeah, I'll try. Um, I'll I'll tap Ember on the shoulder. And cast it. So you're casting it on Ember? Yeah. Okay. Wait, wouldn't you want to cast it on Arvid? No, because it wouldn't help Arvid. Uh, oh, wait, well, I guess it would work either way. I'll cast it on Arvid. Easier. Yeah, I mean, the target is the one that gets both understanding and the ability to be understood. So that's how that spell works. Right. I also think you should probably cast it on Arvid, because if you cast it on Ember, you you, yeah. you could do either thing, they would have subtly different effects. Okay. I will uh, carefully pick Arvid up. and They don't cast... mind being picked up, because they know you, they're just kind of heavy. Yeah, they are kind of heavy. <laughs> uh, and, and sort of pet, pet Arvid and uh, cast tongues on them. Okay. You've got them cradled in your arms and you're petting them behind the head. And they're leaning into it as you cast the spell. And then you hear this little croaky bird voice say somewhat wistfully, Want candies? <laughs> Ro almost drops Arvin because he wasn't sure it was going to work. And... <laughs> Lord of Falling Pierce, what just happened? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I cast a I cast a spell on on Arvid here, uh, so we can understand each other. Have I been Have I been made really? Has it been made specifically clear to me that this is not a very large eagle chick? This is in fact a giant eagle chick, and giant eagles is people. 
Um, I think you would definitely have been. I assume your 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 friends and family would have informed you that this was a giant eagle chick. Um, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know if you would know the second part of that because I don't think any of them realised that. Oh, for goodness sake! Great. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> candies. Um. Well, candies aren't good for you, but I've got some tasty meat for you. Oh, that's um, Arvid candies. Maynard touches the the meat and cast prestidigitation to make it taste like maple candies. Okay. Um, now I have to roll an intelligence check to see if Arvid knows it's an illusion. <laughs> they rolled a one. They are fully convinced this is candies. <laughs> Delighted by this. Yes, they got their way. Yay, candies. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they will eat as many fake candies as you will you will feed them <laughs> appearing fully delighted this lasts for an hour so we can understand arvin for that long i mean does anybody have any burning questions for the giant eagle chick can you always understand us mm -hmm. yeah cool i don't really have burning questions i just thought it would be nice Arvid says, Ember, and makes a sort of flappy, useless flapping with their tiny little stubby unfeathered wings as if they're trying to fly over. Ah, Toddler squirming. Lighted. They nuzzle you. They they talk pretty much like a, a toddler. Um, those of you who've been around human... You know, I, I cannot compare to drow children. I have not personally met any. In human <laughs> children terms, maybe a three-year-old, maybe a four-year-old. Not one who knows very many. Not not like a highly educated four-year-old. Not great at full sentences. But, yeah. Talkative. Cheerful. Knows all your names. Except Maynard's. That's so cute. Maynard introduces himself to <laughs> the eagle dick. My name is Maynard Page. Maynard Page. I'm Arvid. Yes, I know. Everybody here really likes you. Well, most of us do. Oh. Not sure about the other people we have. Ember doesn't like them. No. They did a bad thing. It was very scary. I think it was genuinely unsettling experience because <laughs> ever had. <laughs> Just this talking giant baby ugly bird. Yeah. Gosh, can you imagine a sentient bird? Oh. <laughs> that is literally what we're doing right now. That's the thing we're imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I was more riffing off of Terpsichore. That's fair. <laughs> Arvid remembers the, the night of the of the fight, and it was very scary and bad. Aww. There was fire everywhere. I'm just up with the horse. I'm just up with the horse going, it's okay. You're not going to start talking, are you? <laughs> Horse. The horse uh, shows no sign of talking to you. I'm not going to make the. I'm not going to make the horse talk. Maynard will um, go to Ember and say, "So, did this chick have family? Did you take it from a nest?" Um, some poachers. Oh, nice. Oh no. Oh. It was comfy. Ember is gonna like put their hands over Arvid's 
would be ears and like <laughs> whisper to Maynard. Uh, uh, some poachers took Arvid out of the nest and killed the parents and we might have helped not knowing what was happening. What is the definition of chutzpah? (laughs) (laughs) I see. We didn't know, and then we found out, and we took Arvid from them. From the poachers. Well, I guess you're his family now. Yeah. Arvid thinks you're playing a game and is trying to cover your ears with his little wings. (laughs) <laughs> Christ, Ben! <laughs> As I understand it, Brits have very weird disc ear things. Yeah. They basically have holes. It's it's unnerving. Mm. <laughs> right. Should we continue setting off then? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to Fosberg. <laughs> I mean, it's been happening as you're walking. Yeah, Will just got curious on the road, and suddenly there was a talking eagle. And now I know. I I satisfied my curiosity. And and you would know just based on your knowledge of that spell. It's not a speak with animals spell. If you cast it on the horse, nothing would happen because the horse doesn't understand language. Right. Yeah. I'm not a druid. I cannot do that. But yes. So that is a spell that will only work on an an entity that is clever enough for languages in the first place. Right. Because giant eagles are very, like, dangerously smart, so... Yeah. Yeah, so anyone who wasn't previously aware, you're not carrying around an animal. Like, Arvid is people. Do with this information as you see fit. (laughs) I feel like we're going to have to be a lot more careful what we say around them. Listen, you have to understand... We didn't steal Arvid. Arvid is a person. We kidnapped Arvid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a distinction. Oh no. oh no. We kidnapped Arvid from other people who'd kidnapped Arvid. We rescued Arvid. Arvid was an orphan after all. We adopted Arvid. Right. What's I mean... That was oh. a tiny ass of character. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. So you you have you walk merrily through the woods, having a chat with your rescuey giant eagle kidnapped victim. It's it's a fuzzy distinction. At about the time that the spell is wearing off and the the words are turning back into squawky noises, um, you reach the outskirts of Fossberg, which is where we will pick up next episode. Delightful. Yay! Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. And Craig's evil twin, who we usually ignore. Maybe we shouldn't be ignoring the uh, the evil twin. 